495, number five. 495, number five, episode number five, right? Big ups. That's right. We are here with our guest. Someone's breathing into the microphone with his nose. Uh, I think it's our guest. Hang on. I'm doing a family guy episode. I was just talking about. (laughs) This is uh, John Murray the third, correct? That's correct. Um, And, uh, you know, you have a lot going on, so I'm going to let you introduce yourself. uh, yeah, so uh, John Murray, uh, I am the current owner of uh, a little store called Kilwins, uh, Babylon, and of course, uh, the Patchogue one down the block from here. Uh, and because I'm crazy, uh, we now have uh, the Hero Joint presently under construction. Hero so, Joint's going to be sick. Yeah, I'm, I'm dying for it. I could use one right now. I wish we were at the Hero Joint. Yeah. Podcast wow. number two. When's the, um, could you get into when you may be opening? I keep telling everyone if we're not open July 1st, I'm going to be institutionalized, <laughs> but uh, hopefully not too much later than that. Kicking everyone as hard as I can kick everyone. Sure. Hopefully get some sheetrock going next week. But, you know, the end kind of comes together quick. You know, Right. It's right. always the uh, permits and all that good stuff to right. slow it down. And you're a new father, correct? Yes. Uh, there is a John Murray the fourth. He's not listening right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he will he's, one day, so yeah. watch what you say. Yeah. What's up? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck with me, whether that's good or bad. But, uh, we refer to him as Jack because apparently uh, my wife believes there's too many Johns. Okay. I, uh, I'm i kind of like George Foreman. I don't think he can ever get enough. Right. right. I think he has eight Georges or something. But Yep. Um, yeah, so he's uh, good and he's a happy little guy and uh, he's chilling and he's uh, quite a nice sized child. So one day he'll be able to make fudge and... Cut heroes and Excellent. child labor. It's awesome. Now what happens? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a farm, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I can't wait to have my kids at like street fairs handing out stickers and yeah. stuff like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm really going to ride that as long as I can. That photo from Alive After Five stinks. You're grounded. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Eventually, <laughs> I'll just be hanging back. Um, Get that out of your beer. So speaking of, uh, you know, um, family and legacies, uh, something that you don't talk too much about. I'm hoping you, you'll talk about it here. Um, your dad is the owner of one of the most famous bars on Long Island, possibly the Northeast, Mulcahy's Irish Pub. Is that the official name? Yeah, we were an Irish pub. Then it becomes like pub and catering and hall, and music and, hall. Right. People call it Mulcahy's. Some people on the dirty just call it Mulks. Yep. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Uh, wow, dude. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I I tell people you're either uh, you're into this life or you're not. It's. It's crazy, you know. I have friends who work in finance in the city and this and that. And I, uh, I started probably in food and beverage when I was like about five. Uh, Child labor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where I get it from. <laughs> the family con- uh, tradition continues. But um, so after church, we would go there, and uh, Sunday football would be going, and I would go in the kitchen and fill uh, ramekins of blue cheese for wings for two hours. And wow, uh, at five. Yeah. Very nice. Well, between five and ten, but then... I uh, hope you learned to sneeze into your arm at that point. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> well, that was the 80s. Everybody I was I fine. I told people that. Yeah, there's none of this stuff back then. But, uh, <laughs> Everyone was fine. It was great, because uh, my dad could watch football and kind of had babysitters in the kitchen making right, sure. Right, right. Is that, is that when uh, Francesa was chilling on Sundays, watching all he the games? He started around that time, you know. Because yeah. um, that was before NFL ticket, right? He had to hang out at Mokey's. Yeah, they did the show there, and... I kind of feel bad because we're probably challenging his ratings right now. <laughs> I'll give you a number one. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing uh, patch out calls. Yeah, he's got a podcast now. You think anyone's downloading that? 
Uh, he can download it. <laughs> no, I think he went back. He's back. He's on, back. He's, he's on Twitter. He's trying to sell a, uh, not a podcast. I'm sorry, an app. He has an app. Francis yeah. has an app. Oh, jeez. We could hear all his funny jokes. It's pretty funny, some of the stuff. It really is. <laughs> I like Francis, actually. Yeah, no, he's um, a great I know guy. a lot of people like to hate on him, but I, I love his insights in, into the NFL. And for, for me, when I'm listening to the radio, I just look for insights. Like, tell me something that... Uh, that you're smarter than me, you, you know, in this field. Like, tell me something I don't know. Yeah. That's why, I, you know, everyone loves Joe Beningo, but to me, he's just a guy that you could just, it's like talking to your uncle about the Mets, you know? Yeah. Right should be batting second. Like, stellar. Oh, stellar. <laughs> stellar, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I heard he's a really nice guy, so I don't want yeah. to trash him too hard. But some of these guys, like, you know, a lot of people hate on Colin Cowherd, but I, yeah. I think he kind of takes different interesting perspectives on sports, and, you know, I think that makes for good radio. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I would say about Mike is it's New York City. It's like you know, you're either piranha here or you're eaten by the piranha. Like, right. you know, he was a pushover or whatever. He's got guys calling in saying absolutely ridiculous things, people you wouldn't want to talk to any day of the week. Yeah. He has to listen all because they have a phone and they can call and sit and wait two hours to talk to him. So, you know, if you're a pushover, they just eat you alive. Right, so, right. Yeah. What are you going to do? But, uh, yeah, so getting back to the bar business, um. You know, you meet people, I've met people, you know, in Babylon here. You're either in this life or you're not. Like, for me, I got very into it very early. And, you know, I've always been studying about hospitality and stuff like that. And uh, Is that what you majored in Penn State? Is that where you went? <laughs> uh, no, I I had the backup plan of doing the old accounting and finance thing. So uh. I did that at BC and, uh, you know, I, I, I hated it. <laughs> and I worked in the city and rode the train. Wow. Had my tall beard. Yeah, your pea coat? Yeah, I had the whole nine yards. The beige peacoat? Yeah, the Wall Street Journal every morning. Right, like, right. Like, I actually cared what it said. <laughs> I know, but you needed it. It was and part of the attire. You know what it is in being here in this specific building in Patchogue and here at the worldwide headquarters of Greater Media and Benny Miggs? Like, you're creative. Like, we're all creative in some level. And when I was working in finance, I just didn't have that creativity every day. Like, I always tell people I had two outlets of creativity every day. Every morning, me and the guys I worked with go downstairs to like the little uh, dinette in the the lobby, and then like, mm. would I have hot sauce on my eggs this morning or not? That was it. That was all I got to like every day. Like, oh, it's a hot sauce day, so I got hot sauce. Um, and then uh, then the other thing was like everyone else like, okay, what type of like vineyard vine time am I gonna wear today? Like, oh, I wore this one. Look, I'm the man. Like I picked this on the guy and two rows over at the same time. Yeah, it's so, rough. That's it, rough. It sucks, you know. Like. Yeah. So I wanted to see what I could do myself. Um, but you didn't ask your dad, hey, let me run the bars? You didn't want I, to do that? I did it. I did it for – I was there. So you I left was, finance and you did get into the industry. Yeah. I uh, I left uh, – like I was working at an investment bank. I left that and went back to the bar, and I worked there for a couple of years. And it's great. I mean, I could you could drop me back in tomorrow, and I could yeah. order <laughs> liquor and beer and put bands on the stage and run it with my eyes closed. But, right. Um, you know, it was it was his barbecue. You know, so I wanted to see, right, talent wise, what I could do. You know, right. Um, it's not it's not going anywhere. It'll be there forever. Yeah. So um, and how'd you land on Kilwins? I mean, and for for listeners who don't know, yeah, tell the listener what Kilwins Kilwins is. Yeah. So Kilwins, we have now. Just get it closer to the mic. Oh yeah. Sorry, I'm not a professional here. Um, Kilwins now has uh over a hundred locations throughout the country. Um, my family always vacation in Florida, so um. You know, obviously, like, I have a couple extra pounds here and there, but, you know, I didn't always fancy myself as an ice cream person. Um, but I was down there with my wife, 
uh, right after we got married. Uh, we went there like the week between Christmas and New Year's. And I had to have this ice cream. Like I'm always like a potato chips Dorito type guy. And I was leaving my wife in the condo to walk down and get this ice cream. Like I always told her about Kilwins. My family always went there. But then like I was sitting there and I was like kind of thinking about what I could do in my own time. And I said, this place has a line out the door. I'm like, brilliant. There's none in New York. Put the awning up, turn the lights on. They're all going to come running. Yeah, right. I put the awning up, we turn the lights on. Not everybody came running. <laughs> we actually opened six months before Hurricane Sandy. So in Babylon, at the time especially, people's homes were getting destroyed. They were, you know, people were getting fished out of the inlet like it was out of the bay. Yeah. It was it was bad. So You opened in April of what year? Of 2012. Okay. So Sandy was That's right, yeah. October. So, um you know, we went through a lot there with uh, with the community there, and I had people crying in my store whose houses got washed away. I mean, it was it was tough. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, for many years, I tell everyone like when I would go into my bagel store in Wanta, wear all my Kilwin stuff, and I'd be in line, and, like someone helping me or in line would be like, "Oh, Kilwin's, what's that?" I'm like, "We're a chocolate fudge ice cream store. We have one in Babylon. We have over 100 locations, you know, throughout the country." And they're like, "Oh, that's nice. Yours is 5.99. Next, please." Mm. And like now, you know, many years later, after some of the crazy things we've done and you've been a part of them and, you know, going 24 hours for Valentine's Day and, you know, all the News 12 attention we've gotten and the different ha- things. The Halloween. Uh, yeah. The, ha- the Haunted the House. Press conferences. The Haunted yeah, Houses. Yeah, you guys do a great job with uh, with your creative uh, marketing. You got to have fun, you know. Like, yeah. You guys understand now more than ever. You can't just run, hi, we're killing one, struggle for joint screen, but you have to have fun. Yeah. yeah right? For your own self, too. Yeah. And if, you know, I'm having fun. My staff's having fun. Like, if you can't be happy in a chocolate ice cream store, like, you, you're pretty much screwed. <laughs> screwed. You know, like, uh, I tell people when you go out the door, like, you're on your own. Like, when you're in here, you're happy. You fight outside. Once you get outside of our store, you're on your own. Just the smell, you know, <clears throat> I know if I'm, it's like a gloomy Monday just popping into Kilwins. Smelling the chocolate and the fudge and the waffle cones, it's just kind of, you yeah. can't help but get put in a good mood. Yeah, I mean, I like to think if I'm having a good time, everyone's having, it'll filter down through people who work there and people who come in. Right. Um, you know, I've had- Even the panhandlers? <laughs> do they have fun? Uh-huh. Yeah, they, uh, when they look at the prices, they turn around pretty quick and walk out. <laughs> oh, but, man. Uh, I remember the one guy walked in and asked for free chocolate and he goes, come on, man, I got kids. Yeah, yeah, we all have kids. And guys. you're like, he's got kids. He's yeah, got yeah, kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I'll give you, if you actually know the kid's name, I'll, I'll give you some. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you know, you take the good with the bad. It's been, uh, as a whole, very positive. Oh, uh, the location across from the theater. They just had all the uh, the rehearsals this yes. weekend. Uh, not the rehearsals, the recitals, right? Yeah, I mean, if anyone from those studios are listening, uh, keep up the good work. Yeah. Uh, all of us here in Patchogue love the recitals. I don't want to have to go to one ever, but I had to um, go to one. <laughs> you know, I pushed her into gymnastics after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the recitals one thing, but they set up all that stuff in the hallway. You have to buy or your horrible dad and this and that, and then right, you're three hundred right, right. before you even sit down. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and you sit for four hours. Yeah, and I guess that's uh, you bring a flask, you'd be okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a move. I slide next to Parabell for a pop. I went to one. Re- I went to one. Re- my first recital for my daughter was. The, like a Saturday morning after a bachelor party. Oh my goodness! At Mohegan, and everyone was going for a second night, but I came back, so we just took it deep that night. You know, total debauchery, and then I'm just sitting there. A few hours later, my head's still spinning, and I'm just like watching my daughter on stage, getting like teary eyed. I'm like, who am I? Like, 
I'm like, this guy, the guy from the night before. <laughs> it was a real mind fuck, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, probably like sweating and like yeah. shaking a little. <laughs> yeah, a little shaking. Just dying for an egg sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, that's, uh, that's being a dad for you. Yeah. But um, yeah, so on behalf of all the businesses in town, good job with the dance yeah. recitals. And your location is awesome. Oh, and dude, so now you're in Babylon and then you got the... Uh, you got the Argyle Theater now open. You seen any juice in that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, opening weekend we saw an immediate pop, and uh, you know, awesome. There, uh, that needed to be done. You know, definitely a performing arts center. Wonderful father and son that yeah purchased that place and bought it. Yeah, I mean, they're uh, they've done the right thing. They put some good money in there. Everyone I've seen or heard who's gone to shows there raving about it. Um, Do they put like yeah. two, three mil? Yeah, maybe more. And he's a school psychologist. The father, they're not. Yeah. I don't know what the whole background is, but they're, they're just going for it, man. Wow. They believe in this thing, and uh, and they're uh, nice people, and they're inspiring, and I hope they kill it down there. Yeah, I mean, the village has definitely embraced it, and if you're, if you're going to do something like that anywhere, you know, Babylon's great. I mean, very similar to here. It's it's excellent. So it's like, a very welcoming community. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they welcomed me back in the day, and I didn't know anything from a hole in the wall. You know, right. <laughs> it's well, it's nice that you don't have a grudge against Patrick. Tom, did you know that John had to get like a serious law overturned just to open up his chocolate shop in Patchogue? In Patchogue, and it got it became very controversial too. Wow, yeah, I'm just a guy trying to sell some chocolate. Yeah, he just <laughs> wants to sell some chocolate. You want you know? chocolate or not? <laughs> you know, I'm just, I don't think about laws. So Bab- would- yeah, yeah, yeah. Babylon was first, right? Yeah, Babylon, we opened in 2012. They didn't have any, like, laws or anything there, but, you know, you have to get village approval. Anti-John laws. <laughs> yeah, that sounds uh, like pet, prostitution. Big fat guy wants to sell chocolate. <laughs> no, don't let him in. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> um, but, no, it was... Uh, no, I understood why they had the, the legislation here in town. and you know, So, I, well, it was um, anti-formula food franchise legislation. Mm-hmm. So, you couldn't open... You could open a pilot. You could open retail... That was a franchise. Why well, we have Sprint stores and, and yes, whatever else? But exactly. you couldn't order. You yeah. couldn't open a franchise. That's the first and last time I've ever heard this phrase: formula, formula, food, f- food franchise. Yeah. So but then you happen to fit in that description, yeah. even though you're kind of retail. We're very formulaic, unfortunately. Fortunately <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah. there was no hiding it. I mean, it was just, you know, we put it out there, and they, you know, some people are for it, some people are against it, but. You know, at the end of the day, you have to get, I was telling a lot of people, you have to have a lot of stars to align. Like, A, you need a company like Kilwin or whoever to want to come in here. B, this is hard too, is you have to have a space and landlords that are, you know, reasonable, which thank God I have. Um, and C, you need the local franchisee to operate it. So there is no legislation anymore. But, um, you know, perhaps just because of how difficult it is, you know, there's protection there from franchises naturally. Um that's tough to get all that right. It took me yeah. almost three years to point. get my second store going because um, it doesn't work everywhere, you know. John killed it. I was at, <clears throat> I had just launched Great Apache probably that day. And, um, well, maybe I hadn't unveiled it yet, but I still wanted to create some hype. I forget. But I was at the village board meeting where they voted to overturn this law. And um, and uh, John just got up there and just put on a show, I got to tell you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> he I didn't mean... look the slightest bit nervous or anything. I'm like, this guy must be a performer or something. I jokes were flying. It was good. Never hurts making fact jokes, but uh, if I ever lose any weight, I'll lose a lot of my repertoire. <laughs> yeah, that's but, right. uh, that's right. what happens to the comedians when they lose weight. Yeah, they say never trust a thin chef. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's just been good. I mean, it's funny because we all kind of started here at the same time, and you guys are in a million locations now and winning big awards at the press, and, you know, we're doing our thing. It's just uh, it's funny what, you know, time will 
people do, you know, even yeah. what I've seen in town since since we showed up on the scene, you know. Uh, you got everything that assisted living is open, and you have all these new places open, you know. Local uh, burger. Yeah, local burger. And, I uh, ate there this morning, 11 a.m., waking beef, we hmm. call it. There you go. <laughs> uh, I had the PB&B the other night. Yeah. It's funky, the bacon and peanut butter, but it works, trust I had, me. I had the blue cheese. I don't want to cut you off, but I do want to brag that I had the first local burger ever ever served in Patchogue. Yeah, I know, man. I saw that. Yeah. You know what yeah, I didn't you, see? You, you sent me some hate. You know what That's... I did not see? An invitation. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm the dude. <laughs> hey, Tom. <laughs> Hey, co-host. That's my cousin, yeah. bro. That's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey gets the first burger. <laughs> yeah, for the listener, uh, yeah, John's cousin, Mike, first cousin, uh, runs, uh, is a co-owner at Local Burger in Bayshore and Patchog. Is something wrong with you, Mike? Hey, I think you got a short in the smart, just so you guys know. Oh, yeah, it's uh, a little but, uh, funky. Yeah, he's another one. He's been uh, been in the life since high school. Like, you're you're either in this life or you're not, you know? Yeah. Um, and once you're in it, you almost can't go back. Yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, the, the stories are, are so numerous. When I was, it's just, you could work an office job, but I kind of feel bad for you. <laughs> People have to. But when I was 16 years old, I, I had to, we had, uh, you guys heard of Dickie Betts from the Allman Brothers? He was like the guitar player in the Allman Brothers. He of course. played there numerous times, but he was in his 60s, so. I was 16 years old, and they had the uh, the writer, you know, the stuff you have to get the artist when right. they uh, perform. So um, they always had a runner to go out and run and grab things. So whatever, Dickie Betts was playing on a Saturday, and I had to be in at like 4 o'clock. And uh, Mike might have been working there. He might have sent me on this mission. Mike from Local Yeah, Burger. yeah. He's like, uh, we got a problem. I was like, what's up? He's like, Dickie Betts needs his prescription. So oh, I'm like, shit. okay, whatever. So uh, I'm like, where where is it? Like, did he call it in? He's like, yeah, they called in a CVS. Or, sorry, CVS. Called in <laughs> into the CVS in Wontaw. I'm like, all right, cool. So. What do I do? He's like, just go in and tell him you're here for Richard Betts. So I go in, and it was Vicodin. <laughs> so I, I walk up, 16 years old, like, uh, Richard Betts, please. I'm picking up the prescription. They're like, here you go. Uh, and they're like, you're Richard Betts? I'm like, yeah. So I signed Richard Betts, and they gave me a bag of Vicodin. <laughs> oh that's it. God. I could have had a sick party. Could you imagine? <laughs> but I went out with this guy's back in the, it was like Oh, my God. That's wild. I, oh man! I'm sure it was that easy for everybody. You know? Yeah, it's just crazy. And then like we had Ted Nugent, you know, the Motor City Madman. Yeah, he sure. Had a cat scratch fever. He had the craziest rider in the world. Um, I think if his show in the in the PDF is like if the show was Monday or Wednesday, he wanted lobster bisque, and if it was Tuesday or Thursday, he wanted New England clam chowder. So like we got the email with this rider, and you know a lot of chefs unfortunately a little crazy. Uh, the guy working in the promotions department was like, do you want to go down there and tell Mike, the chef, about this? Or me? I'm like, uh, I'll take him down. <laughs> so I, I didn't even get like two words and he went, the chef went crazy. He's like, are you kidding me? He's going to get whatever fucking soup. I'm like, no, dude, you want to tell Ted Nugent that he can't have the soup he wants? That's on you. I'm like, this is what he wants. Don't shoot the messenger. I got to go. So I think it was lobster biscuit ended up getting. He's like, I'm just going to get something frozen. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Hit <laughs> the know. restaurant depot and as long as Nugent's happy. Yeah, Ted Nugent was, uh, he's as crazy as you would think. <laughs> my uh, my buddy and I were barbacks at, at uh, Flanagan's in Babylon. Okay. And uh, Nina Sky, this is like 15 years ago, Nina Sky was coming to perform. She had like one hit. Was it like a, like a house music track Check? act? It was like a, I don't even know how to describe it. 
and we're gonna try and sing it. Mm. It was like a just sing it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our outtake for Instagram. <laughs> It'll be uh, <laughs> listen. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be pretty bad. <laughs> anyway, she was coming to sing, and one of the things on her rider was uh, a bucket of KFC chicken. Oh yeah. So you know. Uh, Flanagan's was on Deer Park Avenue. There was a KFC on Deer Park Avenue. It was like, you know, Friday night. There's an everything on Deer Park Avenue. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my buddy went to go pick it up, and he came back like 45 minutes later. I'm like, dude, where the fuck were you? He's like, oh, you know, I hit traffic, and there was a big line. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I look at him, and he's got like grease stains on his shirt. And I'm like, dude, did you did you eat some of the fucking chicken? He's like, yeah. Was, he's like, yeah, I was, on lo- I was on, in traffic on, on the way back because it was a police checkpoint. He's like, and when I was online, I just started eating chicken. <laughs> that's, that's Did she walk cool, up man. the set? Did it need to be a full bucket? Nah, it was all right. Everything worked out all right. She didn't storm off? No, she was fine. <laughs> she was good to go. That's like the uh, the scene in Wayne's World. He's like, I had to beat them to death with their own shoes because they wanted blue M&Ms. The shopkeeper said no. <laughs> so that's that's actually based off of something that's true. You, you, you know that, right? Oh, the Wayne's World thing? Or? The uh, like the M&Ms <clears throat> thing. Um, <clears throat> I forget what band it was. It might have been... Van Halen or Led Zeppelin, I whatever it was, had a, a thing in their rider which was like eighteen pages, and on like the sixteenth or seventeenth page was like one stipulation that was they wanted a bowl of all brown M and M's. That was it, just no nothing else. They do they all, do that just to fuck with humanity? No, no, they did it for, and that's what everybody used to think. And then finally they asked them about it, and they said no, they did it because it was such a simple menial task, but a simple thing mm. that if it wasn't done. They couldn't. They wouldn't think that the other things that were important that was a test were test. done. So if that was, if they saw like a red M M&M, and M, they packed up their shit and left. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and they had they did it at one place. I think they bailed. They walked in and saw like a red right, M&M, right, right. and that was it. And then everybody knew brown M and M's only, whatever the hell it was. Could you that imagine one of our guests walked in and we had to have M and M's for him, yeah. only you know this worry, pure no. color? Is that a fucking IPA? It just storms <laughs> off. Yeah, I said, uh, give me an ale. <laughs> yeah, it storms <laughs> off. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's crazy, but uh, it, it's I would encourage everyone to work there at some point. You know, all my friends yeah. lifeguarded and all this stuff, <clears> which is good, but you're not going to beat the stories of working in a, a bar or restaurant. You started to tell us one early before the podcast started, right? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's just funny because like people, you'll remember. Your parents will remember where they were when JFK got shot, and you know you'll remember, unfortunately, where you were on nine eleven. But for me, like thing I'll never forget. JFK wasn't as unfortunate, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> thought that was Baltimore. <laughs> you know what, guy? Number. You know what? Numbers wise, I'm going with John. Yeah. Um, yeah. Numbers wise. Yeah. I, yeah. And that one's not solved yet, right? Nine eleven is pretty. Uh, theories about that, but anyway. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'll never forget. It was like, a, I guess it was a June day, whatever. So, I was at the bar after school, and I was working the the grill with the same chef I had to tell years later yeah. about the lobster bisque. His name is Mike. He's he's crazy, but he's a good human. Still there? Um, yeah, he's still there. I mean, he thinks he's getting fired every other day, but. He's still there. Those are usually the most loyal people. By the way, Mike, you're getting fired tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we're out there grilling up burgers on the grill, and it's happy. Everyone's drinking. And the screen comes on, and there's a white Bronco being chased by police. And I'm like, oh, it's oh, it's OJ. I, I think the Knicks were even in the playoffs at the time. Yeah, in the 90s. Man. It was like the Knicks game was on one TV, and OJ was on the other TV. It was great because, like, You'd hear cheering. It's like, did the Knicks score or did something happen with OJ? <laughs> so, like, we were going back and forth between OJ <laughs> and the Knicks. And at one point, they're like, he's got a gun held to his head. And everyone on the patio is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All these drunk guys like, that's awesome. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> there is, uh, there's an awesome 30 for 30. 
that uh on about uh, that night it, yeah. about <clears throat> that night <clears throat> and it shows like people in bars watching and they're looking at game seven and all of a sudden it goes to oj thing yeah. and they're like what the what the hell is this and then they're looking at it and now they're getting into that and then it goes back to game seven yeah, and they same. get pissed off it went back to game seven it's like this is the new york knicks in game seven <laughs> i think they're playing the rockets yeah yeah it was, um, oh it was the finals yeah yeah, yeah, it was oh, NBA wow. Finals this, this time of year, right? That yeah. was when Starks missed like nineteen three pointers. You know, yeah. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know what happened in Game Seven. He was still <laughs> my favorite when he was on. He was he wasn't he wasn't touchable, but when he was off, yeah. he was well. The dunk was happened the day before that, yeah. or the game before that. We were there, my dad and I, when uh, Patrick Ewing went down the middle with the finger roll and it rolled off the, the metal on the back of the brace, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that was the Reggie Miller series. I forget. Oh, the choke. Yeah, <laughs> Reggie chunks. That was uh, before the Heat brawl. We were talking about um, LeBron, and he's such a physical player in like what's become a non-physical game. And you just wonder if he can get away, like trying trying that with Mason and Oakley. You know, yeah. now that the Knicks team was tough. I mean, there there aren't NBA teams like that anymore. What mm-hmm. happened with Oakley at the Garden? That was just uh, that was very sad. Seeing a, a legend like him being taken out in a headlock and all that. But yeah, yeah. did they uh, smoke the peace pipe? I don't remember. I don't know. Oh, Apparently, yeah. J.R. Smith was smoking the peace pipe <laughs> before. Uh, I've been smoking yeah, the peace pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I like that meme that's going around now. You yeah. know, now the series is he over. He says, "I was so fucking high." Right? When, <laughs> I don't like I don't when, know. when you when you read his lips. It sounds like he's he's saying, "I'm so high." <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, there's a meme going around now with him. You know, because now that they lost, the series is right. over. They got swept. And it's uh, LeBron walking in with like his head down, and he's behind him. He's like, "Don't worry, man. We'll get him. We'll get him tomorrow. There's another game." <laughs> <laughs> Those fucking memes—they come up so f- quickly, oh, man. man. Every stupid thing that Tony Romo did, there'd be a meme like in my Facebook feed within right seconds. <laughs> yeah, if you, if any sports fans are listening, since we were talking about him earlier, you have to follow Mike's Twitter. Mike Francesa's Twitter, not because of exactly his things, but the responses to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found some great like memes and like Mr. Met holding a sign that said "I want to die," and then like <laughs> there was a me- uh, a Photoshop where like it's the outfield at City Field and Mike's head is the apple <laughs> yeah. coming out of the thing. It was, it's great. There's so the guy, <laughs> Mike's Twitter is is great. There's a lot of unintentional comedy I heard because um, I don't know if that guy has a comedic bone in his body, but. Uh, the guys in the morning, Geo uh, from from uh, yeah, your friend, right? Greg Giannotti from Bellport and and Boomer Sison were talking about his like odd Twitter uh, mistakes. Like one time he tweeted like back after this or something. Like, that. <laughs> like dude, this is this is Twitter, man. <laughs> it's it's funny stuff. It really is though. But if you think about it, he had a point because he was never into that stuff. Because if you wanted to hear what he had to say, you had to listen to the fan. Yeah, right. Like if you could access someone twenty four seven. Then what's you're not going to get the ratings, and it's all right, about right. being number one. The ratings. <clears throat> you know, Keith Hernandez is going crazy on Twitter now. Yeah, last I heard, he's speeding down 495 at like 99 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. And getting the police in trouble. Yeah, and then Gary Cohn has to like tell him to like shut up. You know, I got in the elevator once at uh, we were at a game, my brother and I, and the door opened, and uh, Gary Cohn got in, and uh, right before we got out, I was like, "Aren't you Ralph Kiner?" <laughs> oh God, how old <laughs> are you? Is- I was As a joke, teen. Like kind of right. <laughs> oh my God. Gary Cohen. Oh man, that's it's funny. Great. <laughs> I hope you're not listening. So, uh, yo, let's hear more about the hero joint, man. That's Heroes. the news. That's what everyone wants yeah, to hear you know, about. Um, Killwinds is already established. Yeah, well, uh, well. been in this town. <laughs> it can always be more established. <laughs> Sweet in every sense. Try to salt the caramel. Um, but uh, yeah, so we've been in this town a couple of years now, and you know, I, myself, my staff, you know. We get busy with the chocolate fudge and ice cream, and uh, we get hungry, and we get hangry, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with all respect to all the wonderful food of all different types we have, 
people will talk about it people will complain about it i don't get the complaining about it but mm. um there's nowhere quick to walk in off the street get a quick sandwich bag of chips and a soda and go back to work so you got a couple bagel shops but everyone knows that's not a hero shop yeah i mean uh, no one actually specializes in this I got to give a lot of respect to Del Fiore uh, if you want, like, an Italian Oh, those Italians. Yeah. Dude, they're this big, and they go down, like, eight seconds. Yeah, with the mozzarella they make every day. Forget about Uh, it. Hero Joint will not have any Parmesan sandwiches because I'm not going to compete with that. Like, how could you, you know? Um, And we're not going to have any, like, paninis. Um, We're just going to focus on good old-school cold-cut deli sandwiches. Awesome. Um, Nice, man. Yeah, I might do, like, a seasonal. Are you going to do cheesesteaks or anything like that? We'll do cheesesteaks for sure because cheesesteaks, excuse me, are great. And uh, <laughs> and then like God, I love cheesesteaks. Yeah, and you know you got to have the highest calorie option, obviously. Of course, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean like when I've been building out my businesses here, and when I went down to local when that was under construction, local burger. Uh, yeah, the all the trade guys come up to me. Yo, is there somewhere to get a quick sandwich around here? And I'm like, no, there isn't. So no. uh, we're gonna solve that need. I tell everyone I hope other people come, but. Um, if I could at least have a place to get myself and my staff a sandwich, yeah, that would be me. great. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll make like a members club. You know, like you got to, I know, I know John. All right, you can get it. Right, right, um, right, right. But uh, just having fun with it, you know, like. Uh, can we have a greatatpatrick.com sandwich? Maybe, maybe. We'll see. Uh, that'll get you to to first place next time if you got your own <laughs> sandwich. But um, no, I'm, I'm just interviewing suppliers and this and that. It's a business I know pretty much zero about. Mm. Um, oh, but you've been testing at home, right? What have you been doing at home? That's got to be a blast. What do you do? You pour a glass of wine or a beer? <laughs> you... Yeah, I wish. Uh, <laughs> practicing baking off the bread, slicing meat, roasting yeah. beef. Um, my, my wife has pretty much had enough of it at this point. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, I torture her all the time, so why not? Um, is, she, is she working right now? Yeah, she's back to work. Uh, she works... Uh, She's a lawyer, so she works two days a week from home, and uh, you know, then she goes to the office three days. But uh, yeah, it's it's going well. Um, you know, everything gets chill, and then I'm like, hey, let's let's do a hero place. Yeah, yeah. And that's what happens. What do you know about that? And let's go into another town. Or <laughs> yeah, that's what happens in business. Like the second you get a little like creature comfort, it's like, oh, you know, I don't have much to do today. That's when you make yourself more uncomfortable and uh, take on more work. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I think if you have the ability to do it, why not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you got to, you know, make hay while the sun is shining, whatever, old-timey term. Yeah. I probably botched. No, I mean, people get the But, like, in this town especially, you know, if something is good and it's quality things, people appreciate it, you know? Um, our ice cream is quality. It's not cheap, but it's quality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, IPAs and beers and all the quality places around here, not always cheap. Um, but it's quality. So mm-hmm. uh, the thing with the hero places, as I told you guys when you interviewed me, is everything about it's going to be great. And yeah. uh, I don't care if it costs a little more to get better meat or better cheese or whatever. Um, and it'll have also an element of theater to it, like we'll be throwing meat around. It'll, it'll be a good time. Nice. Um, nice. But, yeah, every yeah. now and then you just need to unplug for 15 minutes and have a sandwich. I'm going to have TVs so you can watch the Mets or Mike or whatever. <coughs> nice. Um, yeah, have a good time with Are it. Are you going to have the big pickle uh, barrels? Or what? I'm working on that. Yeah? I know big pickles was important like back in the day with your yeah. ball. Um, but yeah, you put that on there, right? Yeah, I've always been a fan of big pickles. Uh, well, not that type <laughs> of podcast. But um, but yeah, I mean, so it seems like people have wanted a sandwich place in this town for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so what you just mentioned was I put a poll up about two years ago in Greater Patchogue and like a gourmet deli would, and I said complete with big pickles. 
Uh, big pickled barrels, and that did really well in the poll, right? Yeah, no. that Greek food always killed it. Everyone wants Greek food in this town. Yeah, I don't know anything about Greek food, but I know a lot about heroes, obviously. Yeah. But uh, and you are a hero. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, yeah. I, you, you're a dad. Exactly. You're an employer. And I did that little vampiring there that one time in you're, my cape. You're a vampire. Yeah, if uh, it's a little plug, if you want to see some ridiculousness, check out the videos on the. Killin's Patchog Facebook page. Yeah. Some cameos by a local journalist, uh, i.e. Mike. Uh, we had we had a great time with it though. Uh, Tom, did know. we did we introduce ourselves? I don't think we did. We just went into it. We if you're just, listening now, we, now, we, we think we're just, yeah, we think we're <laughs> yeah, stars. We don't even have to introduce ourselves. Yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, it's Mike from Greater Patchog Publisher. Tom Wong from the Float Place. What up? Yeah. So uh, I got to get over there. All business people could probably use a good float every oh, now and Oh, forget it, dude. Um, forget it. It's but, great. Uh, yeah, but it's it's been a good time, and we've had uh, a lot of fun here in this town. Um, What's some of the differences? Like, <clears throat> and um, feel free to speak openly because no one's listening. Yeah, uh, okay. Between Patchogue and Babylon, what are some of the big uh, differences in the in the people and the scene that you see, good um, and bad? Well, uh, I've noticed like in, in Babylon, like it's uh, kind of people have been there a little longer. I mean, obviously you have people who lived in Patchogue their whole lives. Both towns, I will say, it doesn't seem like like when you grow up in these towns, people don't want to leave. Uh, all the kids in Babylon, where do you guys want to live when you get older? Why would I leave Babylon? Yeah. Uh, here in Patchogue, oh, I've been here, so-and-so's been here, my kid, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, but you're seeing a lot of younger people pouring in here to Patchogue, like working professionals. Um, there was a young lady who lived above my store, Babylon. There was apartments above there. And she bought a house here on Baker Street. So uh, we moved here, and she moved here, and it's like yeah. we followed each other. Um, it's funny because then Swell opened up, and it's like you have Babylon recreated out here. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's uh, both towns. Obviously, other people come from the train. Yeah. What are you going to do about that? Someone once said, what, what are we going to do, bust them out of town, and they're just going to come back two days later? Or? You can't legislate against scales. Yeah, I mean, you arrest them, they get a bed and a shower for a night, so right, right. They, who's the winner there? <laughs> but, um. You know, it's just uh, both towns, they have the great dining, and now Babylon has the theater, you know, we have a theater here. Yeah. But it's just, uh, you know, I live in Wonton, no disrespect, maybe disrespect, but nobody cares. You know, like, there's very little sense of community. Like, you know, here there's a million organizations, and Babylon, same thing. Like, everybody knows each other, you know, uh, with the theater lighting that night, with the new awning. Uh, yeah, Marquee. Wanto is downtown. It's like uh, Mulcahy's in the bagel shop. Yeah. And which, the other little bar around the block. Yeah, and then uh, we have some up by like... Peter's Old Town Tavern. Over. Yeah, you have like the... You have Ivorone by the Southern State up there, but like, you know, everyone keeps to themselves. Like, A lot of commuters into the city, and I think that changes the dynamic here in Long Island when, when half your population is just getting out of town every day and coming home late. Mm-hmm. It kind of affects, disrupts that sort of constant community contact that a lot of the towns, as you get further east, seem to have and I've lived everywhere on the island and that's one thing I noticed yeah I mean like uh, just seems like out in Suffolk uh, especially you know people aren't putting in the right sort of things that young people want to see rebuilding parks downtowns uh, theater you know uh, one thing I always talk about is I go to uh, Vision Long Island they're all about the downtowns and developing different towns throughout Long Island Um, they have like an annual like panel they have it was Crest Hall or something and I'm always Mm -hmm. trying to scout my next move and what's going on so i go to this thing and for four hours you can check in with like every municipality everywhere and they have the dais where like you know all the politicians from different supervisors of this town so county executive 
this town, that town. And like, it's very simple to do the math. When I go there, there's like 14 politicians from Suffolk and maybe two or three people from Nassau that got lost. Hmm. So it's like, it doesn't surprise <laughs> me that all the young people are moving out here. Yeah. I was saying to my wife, uh, we went out uh, Saturday, first time in a long time. Where are we going to go? You know, what restaurants are we going to go to? Let's look, take a look around. I'm going to go this place, Suffolk. I'm going to go this way, Suffolk. And then like, oh, but, you know, we can go to Applebee's in Montauk. Like, oh, cool, that's fun. And there's Applebee's in Oklahoma. Like, you <laughs> know, right. like. Yeah, Suffolk does seem to be trending right now. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, back in the day, people in Suffolk kind of sweat people in Nassau because they were close to the city. It was more urban. And now it's like the opposite. Yeah, I mean, you got the congestion and the cost of living there. It's If anyone wants to buy a ranch, by the way, in Wonton, yeah. it's been available for many years. It's right across from a Taco Bell. So if you get the munchies or are overweight, please give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yeah, we'll get you out of here eventually, right? Yeah, I mean, the good news is whether I end up in Babylon or end up here in Patchogue, it's yeah. heads and tails above... Uh, I'm telling you, Oakdale. Oakdale's, Oakdale's beautiful. Move, you got the water. It's beautiful, and, yeah. good schools, sweet spot right in the middle. Almost feels like the country, man. When you're driving on Montauk Highway, yeah, past all the golf down courses there, past, and everything. Uh, where Dowling used to be, you're right on the yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yep. I mean, you're downtown Sayville, basically. That's it, downtown. Yeah, or you know, Great River's nice, but very expensive. Right. I mean, my in-laws just moved to Islip. Islip's nice too. Islip's beautiful. You know, Islip mm-hmm. is directly in the middle of Babylon and Patchogue. Right, like ten minutes either way. But uh, yeah, I just you know been out here. Like when I went to the marquee lighting at the theater, it's like. All these people love Patchogue, and this one was down digging the hole for the orchestra pit, and this guy went and got the chairs for the theater, and everybody's working together on things, and like, you know, in Nassau, you just, from my experience, don't really have that, you know. What more you got? Mm-hmm. It's the only time people get together is to complain about the taxes, <laughs> or, the, or the railroad. Or the red light, uh, the cameras yeah, at the school. Tough. I was uh, like volunteering to run stuff up and down the day of my cousin's wedding, and I was driving from Long Beach up to New Hyde Park. Or Franklin Square, and uh, I got a ticket in the mail doing 19. Did you ever do 19? I don't even think you, have, you could put on. Yeah, it was in the 15. I was oh. doing 19, and I got a whatever $125 ticket. I'm like, wow. I'm never going into this place again. I don't think the politicians realize how short sighted that is when you're trying to grow a community to just like piss everybody off all the time. And what about people who live near these things? So now they're going to have a christening, yeah. and everyone's giving them money. And then on, on their drive home, they're all getting slammed with $125 tickets on top on, of that. On the way there and on the way back. Yeah. On the way back. Yeah, it's, fucked, it twice. it's fucked up. But they, they kind of overturned that stuff. A couple of years ago, I uh, I went up in my van up Wontar Avenue. There's a, like a BJ's in Levittown. So I went shopping and I was coming back down Wontar Avenue and it like snowed, whatever. So there's some ice. So I, uh, I braked at the light and my van skidded past into the intersection a little. I got a ticket for that because it's like I went yeah, through the red light, right. but I really stopped and skidded. But you're going to fight. Who cares? Whatever. And then yeah, yeah. they just it's another money grab. But if you're at one of these things and like an ambulance comes behind you. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it up here in Waverly. Um, <clears throat> no one wants to move out of the way for the ambulance because then they'll be getting red light tickets in the mail. Right. Um, so they just kind of everyone just kind of stopped, like freaked out at what to do. And you know what? 80 bucks, you know. It's a good hit. It's a good hit, and I, you know, and 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 really, people who are on limited incomes and and fixed budgets, man, that could be like that could be their groceries for the month. Yeah, know? drives me fucking crazy. And 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 not to get on the soapbox about this, but what's really I think fucked up about it is that they're ticketing you for stuff that a cop would never ticket you for. So yeah, now, yeah. say you've been driving twenty, thirty, fifty years, um, you're being you're you're suddenly being you know, banged for things that you were taught were okay. 
Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. not coming to a complete stop before making a right turn. Now you get ticketed for that. Um, you know, encroaching over the white box. Um, you know, it's just, you know, things like that really, uh, really yeah, man. Me. It's a money grab. Yeah. It's not like the sure. time when I was 19 and I was just blasting down the road upstate New York, rocking out to third eye blind, my windows down, and I hit 85 and I got a ticket upstate. Like, I deserve that. Yeah, you know? of course. <laughs> yeah, with that, you know you know the deal. But third go, eye blind, get you jacked. Yeah, 1,000 Julys. <laughs> what are you going to do? But, um, yeah, so getting back to reality here, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you uh, got to float, man. You, we'll head over there, definitely check that out. Yeah, dude, get in at the open. We'll, we'll swap for... Uh... Yeah. for a sandwich. sandwich I do love me a sub. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I probably shouldn't get into the shoe. I actually, when I get home tonight, kill me. But like, just to show you how crazy my life is right now, um, I don't have any time for anything. Like, we're running out of stuff in my house. We don't have formula for the yeah, kid. Yeah. I gotta go home and get some on the way home. But um, I had a mop of hair because I had no no time to get a haircut. Zero time. So on Amazon, I got myself a pair of clippers and I cut myself. My wife's like, wow, that looks absolutely horrible. Like, <laughs> how did you do that? Like, I'm so embarrassed by you. But unless I told you that, like, I'm a little short on the sides. The back's not 100%. Like, nobody's noticed it. It's like, fine to me. Yeah, thank man, you. you documented. Great. You hearing that? You're fucking 10, John. Are you kidding <laughs> yeah, me? I'm freaking aces. <laughs> but uh, it's just, I don't even have time to cut, go to get a haircut. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But uh, as soon as, I think once I get the door open at the Hero Place, life will definitely calm down in theory. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny because I already have like a whole staff ready to go. Oh, really? Yeah, all the kids from Kill Ones want to oh, do double duty in the back with the heroes and then sling ice cream. Is that gonna be a lot to take, uh, like, keep track of? We'll find out. But <laughs> yeah. it's like in a month, I gotta figure like they're in the building. That's half the battle. Right, right. Getting the young kids to show up. They so so just gotta kind of clock out and then clock change in. Change your new shirt place. and put a different hat on. And you're take a shower. Off to go. I don't, I don't know, some of these kids like really like salami, so they'll go home smelling like salami. So right, like right. That. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's been a fun to kill when some. Uh, My buddy used to work at Capriati's in Delaware. That was a pretty famous, um, you know, uh, you know, whatever they called them, hoagies or something. Yeah. Um, dude, he when he came back, the whole fucking house smelled like yeah. onions, man. And you don't mind. It's <laughs> yeah, it was not delicious. A bad smell. You know, and he would always come back with bags of sandwiches. Yeah. So then you really can't. Mind. Yeah, yeah. The best was the uh, those turkey sandwiches around. Um, the cobby or whatever it was called around uh, Thanksgiving with the with the cranberry I'm make and those stuff. Oh, oh man, yeah, yeah, like a Thanksgiving sandwich. Yeah. yeah, there's a place I went to up Martha's Vineyard called I think Humphreys, and their number one sandwich they sell it all in the middle. Like if you're out skiing, like water skiing in the summer, you can go get. They call it the Gobbler, and it's just mm. like an awesome Thanksgiving sandwich. So where is this? Uh, Martha's Vineyard. Okay, oh, excuse Massachusetts. Us. Sorry, fancy. I don't. I'm a friend. I went and acted like a jackass and uh, up there with all the the Mayflower people. Like, yeah, and who it. are you? I'm from Long Island. Get out of my way. Just get up the water skis and yeah. get yourself some. Can I get a Bud Light? <laughs> um, but uh, how much time we got left? A uh, couple more minutes. All right. We're over the, the commercials. Are, I have our a, sponsors uh, are going to start to get antsy. Oh yeah. Uh, sorry, we're going to have to bump some people. <laughs> um, the bake the bake sale is getting moved back. Yeah, the fucking. But uh. <laughs> There's a funny story I always tell everyone about Killings. It's really funny. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, so we talked about some funny bar stories, but there was one day uh, here in Killings, we were all crying. Um, so we have these ice cream cakes, which are they're great. Our company spent like three years developing them. Best ice cream cake I've yeah, ever had. They're sick. Um, but I like was there one day. This lady came in, and uh, she got a cake for her husband's birthday. She's like, I love Killings, this and that. Like, So she paid for it, whatever. And, uh, you know, like we pull the cake and put it in the freezer so nobody sells it. 
So I took the information. His name was like Jim Norris. So um, it's like, happy birthday, Jim. So I write on the order form, you know, her wife's name and number. And then like we have a white cake box. So we'll write on it like sold, you know, Norris or whatever. So I wrote on it with my Sharpie, like sold Chuck Norris. And then I put a very thin line through Chuck. And then I wrote Jim underneath it, Jim Norris. So, right. um, so I put in the walk-in and forgot about it, whatever. Didn't tell anyone. And like a week later, whenever it was, the lady came in and picked it up. So, of course, I was busy doing something in the office. So my manager, Jan, uh, took care of it. So he uh, gave the lady the cake. So he takes it out and he shows it to her. It says, happy birthday, Jim, whatever. <laughs> and then she like looks at it and she looks at the sign. She's like, are you kidding me? And he's like, what? And he looks at her. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I can't believe he did this. <laughs> so the lady gets all pissed. She's like, I, that's not that funny. So she she takes the cake and leaves. And then like, I walk out of my office like to see what's going on. And like the kid John is up against the walk and like crying. And I'm like, what what the hell happened, dude? I'm like, you you're right? Is everything okay? He's like, yeah. I just the lady came and picked up the cake. I'm like, what cake? He's like, the one you wrote Chuck Norris on. <laughs> She's like, the lady was pissed. I'm like, come on. like you know, It's on the outside of the box. Yeah, it's not mm. like we wrote Chuck Norris on, on the, the guy's cake. cake. It was a joke. It's like, yeah, your last name is Norris. Like, the guy might do roundhouse kicks. Like, what the hell do I know? Like, you can't laugh about that? Like, if I was close enough to be named Chuck Norris, I'd be like, yeah, ask me about it. I'm like, yeah. Sorry if you're listening, but you got to yeah, laugh. You mean bro, Uncle you know? Charlie? Yeah, yeah. Got put into it. That's my dad. <laughs> you ruined his birthday. No, you guys always have fun over there, man. Yeah. So. And if you can't take a joke like that, just, you know. Yeah. I mean, I might change my name to Chuck Norris when we leave. Like, that's awesome. Go to Carvel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Fudgy the whale won't mess around with you. <laughs> we always try to have a good time for sure. Yeah, you guys are great. Yeah, that, that definitely comes through, though. Like you were saying before, like, it, it's, you know, you try to be good around your employees and show them, like, a good time. And, like, not show them a good time, but, you know. Yeah. Um, Keep it light. Be, keep it light. Be a nice, yeah. a good place to work, and it shows to the customers when they How walk in. How many you guys have at the full place employees? Uh, maybe about eight or ten. Yeah, so like, you know the vibe. I've met people who like you employ someone, so they're obviously like less of a human than you, and you like talk down to them and like make them go pick your laundry <laughs> up or like, you know, talk to them like they're an idiot. But like, why? Why you gotta do that? You people know? like that. It's yeah, terrible, yeah. man. Yeah. I remember when I was leaving the day at the post to go to the Daily News. One of my mentors at the post, Billy Gorda. He took me for a steak dinner, and uh, and he, he he was a retired cop, and he would kind of, you know, make fun of these newspaper guys, you know, how serious and fuck, you know, yeah. you know, like verbally abusive they were toward anyone, and he's just like, Mike, no matter what you do, just remember, what, what we're doing is not brain surgery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is not that hard, and the stakes are not that high, so just keep it, keep it cool. <laughs> I mean, it's a little crude, but it basically just comes down to a lot of things, like, don't be a dick. Like, that's yeah. basically... Yeah. You apply that across everything, your your marriage, your pri- professional life. Like, just don't be a dick. You'll be yeah. fine. You know, like, yep. yep. That's what it comes down Show to. Show up on time. Don't be a dick. Yeah. I mean, if you remember nothing else from what we've covered here today, just, just don't be a dick. Right. You yep. Know? Love it. So, all right. 495 Podcast. Yeah, take us out. <laughs> there it is. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, see you guys next week. Respect. Later. Strongest that I've ever felt before In my current state and in these days of war We must grow together or the end is near Thicken up your skin and loosen up your fears I've been waiting, waiting, waiting through my limitations Choosing to move